Hi, I'm Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast. All month long, I will be joining Miles and Josh on the Disc Dump to talk about Masters of Horror Season 2. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast, the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Fellas, introduce yourselves. You know who you are. What up, what up, what up? I'm Chris from the Geek Peak. Thank you for having me back on to discuss some more Masters of Horror, Miles. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm Josh from the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. I'm so happy to be back doing this. This is fucking awesome. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you guys. This is going to be a really fun month slash six months while we record these. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, so for today, we watched the second episode in the Masters of Horror season two, and it's called Family by John Landis. What did you guys think of the movie? I'll be the first to say, after the atrocity that was <laughs> the Toby Hooper goop horror film that we watched last week, this was such a refreshing breath of air. It wasn't anything like, I maybe I'm just comparing it just to that. It wasn't anything that was like incredible. But it was good. And if I had seen this when this aired, I would have been like, damn, that was actually a really good episode of TV. Yeah, it probably would have been a lot better back then because like, we wouldn't be offended by bad graphics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, too. Like, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't like CGI. Like, the only CGI was when the head dissolved in the acid. And that wasn't the worst I've ever seen, especially for 15 years ago or whatever. Uh-huh. Also, not how acid works. Jesus Christ, that <laughs> was instantaneous. <laughs> okay, I I overlooked, willfully overlooked the acid scenes, as well as all the scenes involving a skeleton, just because I was like, all right, I'm going to get past this corny ass bits that they're doing, and I'll pay attention to like everything else. And I, I actually genuinely enjoyed this one. This is one, if I was going to recommend, I've only seen two of these now. This would be my recommendation out of the two for sure. <laughs> Honestly, this episode was better than three quarters of the first season, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, in our text chat, you texted us and you're like, yeah, this might be the best one the whole season. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually didn't realize it, but I've seen this one before. I rented it at Blockbuster when it was new because they like released each of these on a DVD by itself. And like as it was going, I was like, "Hey, I remember this shit." I didn't remember the details, but it's uh, yeah, it was. I was surprised the dude from Cheers is in it and shit. Yeah, Norm from Cheers, <laughs> trying to kill I'm... Andy from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was him too. I-, I seem to remember him being Paul and Dante's peak for some reason. I don't no, know why I remember really that. Andy from Dawson's Creek. Wait, was... he's in Dante's peak. The, the the main bad guy, yeah. Oh, the main bad guy. Yeah, from Cheers. Yeah, I'm talking about the girl is plays a character named Andy on Dawson's Creek. Dude, she His was, goes crazy. Her body is fucking enchanting. Every time she was on the <laughs> screen, I was just like drooling. Like, she's so fit. Oh, my God. I know. When the, she, wanted, she said she wanted to suck Norm from Cheers' cock, I was like, <laughs> I'm very disturbed and aroused all at the same time. <laughs> What is this feeling? I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I did. I definitely knew I liked it. <laughs> I feel like they got the best actors that the 90s TV scene could offer. Yeah. <laughs> and just crammed them into these B movies and I'm loving it. 
Dude, I was pretty into it. So uh, I think we should summarize the movie just a little bit for the audience. So uh, the first thing I want to say is the intro of the show is often the best part of yeah, the show. The music. Yeah, music's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm into it. I like it. Uh, the part where the intro loses me is where like the stupid doll head turns its head and smiles and winks. Oh yeah, That's, <laughs> it's like so oh, good yeah. up to that point. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> you already know where you're gonna end up. So uh, this movie opens with a suburb. A suburb- suburban utopia, and the mailman's walking around, and then a bunch of gospel music's playing. Did you guys notice that there's a framed photo of Dick Cheney on the mantelpiece? (laughs) (laughs) It like zoomed in on it. Yeah, it zoomed in on it for like a second. And it was his like his his uh, vice president. He was a vice president, right? His official photo of him like sitting in the chair and shit. I was like, why is Dick Cheney on the mantelpiece? I never explained it. at the time like he was in office <laughs> just to add I, another layer of confusion maybe like i was thinking like maybe that's how he got away with it is maybe like his uncle dick was like covering up for him or something <laughs> never explained it um so then it goes down to the basement where i thought he was making bombs at first but norm from cheers is actually dissolving bodies and acid that the acid can melt through everything except bone hmm so that was a little weird, but he like, who wants to explain what he's doing with these skeletons? I just want to say, I like just go through in the plot in my mind and add extraneous details that make it make sense. He's a scientist who works directly for Dick Cheney. Who's developed a dissolving acid that destroys everything except for bone. And he's pioneered it. And now Dick Cheney is looking, you know, overlooking some of these indiscretions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fracking is made out of he's using fracking juice <laughs> um, so what's he doing with the skeletons josh uh he is uh <laughs> wiring them back together and creating a family of skeletons which i just think like the storyline for that development was pretty cool because you actually think at the beginning it is his like that's his dad and those that's his wife and kid yeah, and, and then like it turns out they're they're dead. His wife and kid are dead too, and then it turns out they're not his wife and kid at all. Like he's just created this family from people he's murdered. <laughs> I definitely liked. That's one thing I really did like about this episode. I know we're still in the summary, but I really liked the actual like psychological component of the horror in this yeah, in this episode. That was definitely like the the best written part is like the psychology of him like kind of coming undone he's like so neat and perfect at the beginning and then he just slowly like starts to lose control over everything fantastic writing you don't see off you don't often see a lot of heavy set serial killers in tvs and movies dude that guy is fucking huge (laughs) he's pretty good to be lugging human bodies around without you know running out of breath and shit I think of the Trinity killer from Dexter. Yeah. Right. Um, no, but I, I, we'd be remiss to not mention that a big plot point in this is the couple that moves in next door, Andy from Dawson's Creek. And then like the most generic white guy, doctor actor that you could possibly find. It seemed like he was slightly challenged. <laughs> he wasn't full challenged, but he had a, he had a face at all times that said, I got held back a couple of years. <laughs> 
I mean, kind of. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And like, so they. Like he may have been molested at some point in this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was dark, Josh. Um, Talk about movies. <laughs> dark. So they, uh, the neighbors move in and they have, because he's af- afraid to do it is what they frame it as. He's like scared to make a baby and he's not ready. So instead of doing it with his super hot wife, who's 90% naked in front of him, he decides that they should go out and get wine. Is that how it goes? Yeah. That nighty. Holy shit. Those things are out there. They were loud and proud. Yeah, that was pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, it was. But honestly for the story, I don't remember exactly how they met. I think they moved in and he, he said, what's up or whatever, but they hit his mailbox. Oh yeah, that th- I mean that was so, so cliche. <laughs> they like were both like, "Are you drunk? No, are you a little bit?" And then they just blatantly run into a mailbox. <laughs> yeah, I was great new neighbors in the play because I was like, "How the fuck did they hit this mailbox? We're <laughs> in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> How did you drive straight on into somebody's mailbox?" And it was huge and made of bricks because he was housing the fact that there was a skeleton inside of it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, he, they like say, sorry, we hit your mailbox and they have a sit down. And that's when the suck and cock conversation happens. Oh yeah. Good job at showing like, what, what would you consider this? Like schizophrenia probably. Right. Or yeah. Like... It was like his point of view of what he wanted people to be seeing. Yeah. He's definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I thought like I said I thought they did that really well that was cool especially for something of this time like I felt like it was pretty well developed yeah like every time that she'd be like talking to him he would like fantasize that she was saying oh my my husband's impotent I want you and like he just got really really into it and that happened throughout the movie and it was fantastic in my opinion um, fantastic I wish they had taken it a step further. Like, I wish they had had her husband start doing insane shit, too. Like, Mm -hmm. hang himself in the fucking, like, I'm a big loser. I I should probably go kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what he's thinking, too. Oh, my God. I I don't disagree with that at all. That would have definitely made it better. (laughs) Um, What happens next, Chris? So after that, like you said, they had referenced that he seemed scared. The the slightly challenged doctor guy, Mister Vanilla, we'll call him. He um he seemed scared to like make a baby or whatever. And then during their conversation, they bring up that they lost their daughter to cancer and that they had moved there. And she was an investigative journalist. And so fast forward, husband just goes missing one day. There's some other stuff with the skeletons which I kind of just blocked out, but. <laughs> Um, husband goes missing one day. He kills that old lady. Oh yeah, he kills an old lady to have grandma in the house. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I didn't even remember that. Oh my god, I'm glad you said something. Oh yeah, and his his fake wife gets jealous of the girl next door. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, I blocked a lot of that out. Uh, that was just like a lot going on. I was like, okay, this whole back and forth between him and his fake family is ridiculous. Loved it. I loved it. He's like the nicest, sweetest person to these like corpses and out of nowhere. He's like, I said, shut up, bitch. <laughs> he's just kind of losing his mind. He's like, your mother's crazy daughter. Like, what? <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, after that, I guess uh, the next thing that happens is kind of the climax of the episode, which I thought was another just complete, like, did not see coming, total swerve. Uh, the the couple next door that he is going to prey upon, he invites the wife over when her husband's missing to come get out of the house for dinner. So she comes, she's feeling uncomfortable. He's rolling out the red carpet, being a weird ass. And then... I thought he was going to smash. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, homie ends up trying to kill her. And then surprise... Husband's alive. Uh, yeah, hubby, white Mr. Vanilla, white doctor. Vanilla. Let's, let's just call him white doctor. <laughs> white white doctor comes in and chlorophylls or chloroforms the guy, <laughs> Mr. Cheers, and knocks him out. And then it's like total, totally vibes from what is it, Last House on the Left, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And there you go, there's the plot. <laughs> So they turned out to be like their daughter was the person that he was treated, the skeleton he was treating as his daughter was their actual daughter. So then they tortured him for 10 to 14 days, and that was the movie. Yeah. Um, there were a few things that were like foreshadowing that were pretty interesting that I caught. Like she said she was an investigative journalist, but she also works from home, which is not how investigative journalism works in any way. Um, and he said he was a surgeon, but he moved there and he was looking for a job. Surgeons, the way that that works is they literally just end up like after college, they pick a place to work and they move there. You don't just willy nilly move. So there should have been red flags for Harold, the bad guy. But he just like totally overlooked him and shit. Do you think that since like now you know how the ending was when he was like hallucinating her saying that she was going to suck his cock and stuff? Do you think she was actually saying that to fuck with him? Oh, that'd be amazing. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I would like to think that, yes. <laughs> That's it. That's all oh, I got. I it, it isn't because she didn't clear the table in that scene. Oh, that she true. smacked her hands on the table and cleared everything off. It was like, fuck me right here. <laughs> Dude, I, that would be awesome, though, if, if somehow they had incorporated that like she was like, like a little little like saw like flashback cameo, yeah. That'd be you know, mm-hmm. or not, cameo is not the right word. Flashback montage. <laughs> it's like here's all the times we fucked with you. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have made the movie so much worse, but better in some ways too. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, this one actually had the element that the last one was missing, which was horny. This movie was definitely horny, um, had bad CGI. So there's another check in the Masters of Horror box. Decent directing and decent writing. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So it definitely. I, I had to look up John Landis because I was like, I, that name's familiar. And I started looking at some of the other movies that he had done. And I was like, damn, this is actually, I expect this to be pretty decent. And then you know, watching the directing, I, I was like, okay, this feels much more professionally done than some of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, he did another one in season one called dear woman and it's a hundred percent of comedy. It, there is no horror element to it at all. It's fucking hilarious. So I think he was like, I'm, I'll actually do a horror movie this time. I promise. I liked it. 
So, Josh, you have hinted at us that John Landis is a murderer. Tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what does this mean? I'm like looking at his movies. It's like American Werewolf, Blues Brothers, Trading Places, Animal House, Coming to America, and they drop on me casually before we start recording. Yeah, I heard he's a murderer. It's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He is like one of three directors that directed the Twilight Zone movie because it's like an anthology movie. There's like three or four segments to it um and he famously did the story where it's set in like vietnam and there's a helicopter crash and they like kept refilming the scene because there's people like running away from this helicopter crash and it's a man uh carrying two asian children running from a crashing helicopter with the blades spinning and he get he just kept making them refilm the set the 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 scene, and go get them closer, get them closer, get them closer, and then it wound up decapitating all three of them. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! What? Jennifer Jason Lee, do you know who that is? No, she's uh, she's in Hateful Eight. She's been she was like big in the eighties, and then she's come back recently. Uh, that guy was her dad. The actor. Oh. That- and that scene was her dad, but uh, Max Land or uh, not Max Landis, that's his son. What's John, his John Landis. John Landis, yeah, Matt, he has a son who's famous now named Max Landis. Um, hmm. John Landis. Uh, I guess there was like a bunch of coke on set and shit, and he called Steven Spielberg to be like, "What do I do here?" Because Spielberg was like producing the film, and he's like, "I hope you got a good publicist because, <laughs> like, you fucked up here. <laughs> not like all oh, these poor souls or anything. It's like." Yeah, hope this gets spun in your favor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Spielberg has definitely had his moments where it's like, ooh, so I would chalk that up to being one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Good time to plug an episode we will have done in the summer where I'm talking about my favorite director, Steven Spielberg, and some of my favorite movies. (laughs) Check it out on the Geek Peak podcast stream. In the summer, so this comes out in October. So this is you'll be way ahead, way behind on the scare ahead or whatever. You get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, that's um, that's terrible, Josh. That's absolutely terrible, man. I, I, I can't believe I've never heard that story, but that is wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fucked up. And he still made. He was still making movies for a while after that. Like that didn't ruin his career. When he did this happen? Him coming to america and shit like that after that uh that was in the 80s that movie came out like 84 85 oh shit he's made a lot of movies after that yeah. he made two episodes of masters of horror yeah but he made, he, made, he made big movies that people have actually heard of did he make the new coming to america movie i don't know if he did the new one but he did the original one which was after that Blues mm. Brothers and, and Trading Places and all this shit. Yeah, he was a big deal for a long time. He also did the Blues Brothers 2000 movie, one of the worst sequels <laughs> ever. Um. Okay, so if I was going to decide if I wanted to keep the disc or dump it, what do you guys think? Should I keep this disc or dump it? Oh, yeah, keep this shit. Mount that on your fireplace. I would definitely keep this one because I don't know if you're going to keep any of the other ones. So just just for posterity's sake. 
this one is weird because all the other discs have this like cool art on the front of the disc that makes you like, oh, I wonder what this one's about. And then this one's one of those stupid two sided ones where one movie's on one side and another movie's on the other side. It's like the one that I was interested in is also attached to what will probably be a terrible movie. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think they, we're on keep it. I'll put it next to my uh, framed picture of Dick Cheney on my mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw this out here, Miles. You're going to end up like that's that's going to be the best one because they took 10 seconds to make the uh, cover art or whatever. And all the other ones are going to be terrible, but have amazing designs. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the designs on like the last one we watched, I was intrigued. I was like, oh, man, what is this one going to be about? There's like oil dripping down <laughs> on a white background and shit. I was like, this is going to be dope. It was not dope. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> So on my show, uh, when it's not October, we sometimes play a game called Best Wishes. And uh, it occurs to me you guys have never played it when we're recording this. I'm sure you'll both be on other episodes and have played it by now. But this will be the first time you actually play it. Um, Are you guys familiar with Wish.com? Yes. (laughs) So for the audience, if they're not, Wish.com is a place where you are buying directly from China. So they sell everything. They sell masks and gloves. They sell socks. They sell enamel pins. They sell crack pipes. They sell dildos. They sell <laughs> leather daddy stuff. They, it's just imagine anything that your brain can imagine and then just tweak it to be horrible and they produce it. So, um, <laughs> I'm a perfect on- description. <laughs> So I'm on Wish.com a fucking lot, and I screenshot my favorite things. And you'll notice if you read Wish.com that the names, if you were just reading the name and there was no picture attached to it, you would have no fucking idea what it is. So this game is I'm going to read to you, like, in turns, uh, the the description of items, and you have to try and tell me what it is. (laughs) uh, Bet. Let's start with Chris. Um, So this is men's Fast Furious 8, all one word, fashion O-neck short sleeve t-shirt, Fast Furious 8 poster, summer funny loose t-shirt for men, $8.65. So I'm imagining it's like a Vin Diesel tank top. Uh, you're relatively close if you open the email i sent you called best wishes one you will see the image of the screenshot (laughs) 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 okay so you're literally a dvd case (laughs) why don't you uh, explain to the audience what you're looking at (laughs) so on your right rotator cuff you've got vin diesel on your left rotator cuff, you've got Paul Walker. Then you've got Fast and the Furious with it's literally the DVD case cover. <laughs> Just splash upon a t-shirt with terrible proportions. <laughs> but my favorite part is Vin Diesel and Paul Walker like matching next to where your chest is gonna be, like the outside of your chest. That is hilarious. Oh, and I just noticed it says D Rob Cohen, like uh, buy in Spanish, so it's not even like the English version of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's even got their names written up near the neck, but Paul Walker's name is cut off. Because <laughs> <laughs> the neck's not, not don't go big enough. <laughs> I'm really curious what this actually looks like on a human being, if anyone would buy it, but... <laughs> That's that's a challenge for the listeners. If you buy Miles the shirt, he will wear it. In <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah, I'll come up with a PO box for you. <laughs> Send in all of your wish.com goods. No, wait, don't do that. <laughs> um, okay, so this one, uh, I took it. It for some reason the app was being weird that day, so it's a little bit different. But this one, Josh, is I Y K Y K guy flag. Three by five feet Banner College U.S. shipper, eighteen ninety nine plus free delivery. Jesus, <laughs> would you like to hear that again? Yeah, I Y K Y K. Wait, yeah, I Y K Y K guy flag three by five feet Banner College U.S. shipper, eighteen ninety nine plus free shipping. Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> if you need to phone a friend, I can at least tell you what the acronym stands for at the beginning. There we go. If you know, you know. Oh. But I have no idea what else that would mean. Is it the baldo? Do you know what the baldo is? It's a contraption that's like a dildo, but you put your testicles in it so you can insert <laughs> them into your partner. <laughs> um, the, one of those may come up <laughs> later in this segment. <laughs> but that is not what this one is. <laughs> If you look at best wishes number two, why don't you explain to me what you're looking at, Josh? Oh, no. No. <laughs> He's on a flag. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. What is are that, you looking at, Josh? A, a flag canvas of a large naked black man. <laughs> um if you know you know it's the one that was going around there were all these articles like the latest covid numbers in your area and people would forward it to each other and when you'd click on it it would be this picture of a a large naked black man with an enormous dick (laughs) and it was fucking hilarious back in the day (laughs) it's literally like an elephant trunk like no joke it's fucking gigantic (laughs) have you seen the picture before josh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so it's that, but on a flag. <laughs> this game is amazing. <laughs> I want to buy this and give this away to someone on my page, one of my yeah. patrons on Patreon. Be like, you got a special Geek Peak prize. <laughs> I'm going to buy it for Miles, and that'll be his new background. <laughs> <laughs> I would hang it up for these podcasts for sure. <laughs> Oh, my God. oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> uh Chris. This one is men's sissy smooth fancy vintage slip dress, eight dollars. Alright. I immediately think of what Kurt Cobain wore, like that pink frou-frou dress when he played I don't remember I don't know exactly what show, but it's like a really iconic image of him. I'm gonna give you a point on that one. If you click on Best Wishes number three, you will see some handsome gentlemen. <laughs> Please tell me it's not the if you know you know guy no. again. <laughs> that would have been amazing, but no. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a little it's a little silky. A little nighty. That chick was wearing in the episode. <laughs> it's very similar, except <laughs> the mannequins have goatees. 
colored eyes and <laughs> yeah the so, mannequins are really weird like <laughs> sometimes the description is not the funny part but the image is like there's some images and descriptions i'm like i still don't know what the fuck this is <laughs> so, all right uh here's another one that for josh he's definitely gonna like um men's briefs collared underwear swimwear with ties three dollars and 72 cents is it like a a tuxedo swimsuit (laughs) um give me a little bit more specifics and you can get it it's like a speedo that is like a has the print of a tuxedo t-shirt on (laughs) i will give you the point on it well if you look at best wishes number four (laughs) (laughs) what are you looking at Colonel sanders (laughs) I love that has the collar. <laughs> it's so elaborate. It shows you what it looks like from the back. What are you looking at, Josh? <laughs> a jockstrap slash thong <laughs> that has a like zipper piece running up to your collar bow tie on. <laughs> and uh, on a real man, not on a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> And it goes right up his fucking poop shoot there. <laughs> oh shit, I sent you the wrong one for best wishes five. Hold on. Hold that oh thought. I'll I'll just say this about this uh this swimsuit. That tan line would be fucking gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like line all the way from your crotch straight up your belly button between your chest all the way to your neck. Like, okay. This looks like something you'd see in like Mad Max or something. <laughs> yeah if if the guy was dirtier yeah this is what our sex slaves are forced to wear it's <laughs> <laughs> like the weirdest most depraved shit so uh this last one is a tiebreaker because you each got one right either of you can answer and hopefully uh someone's gonna get it and if you don't we're all losers when we play best wishes so um there it is and i am going to read it out loud to both of you these are waterproof male real cup pleasure device for men three dollars and 65 cents one more time can you repeat yeah can you repeat that one more time waterproof male real cup pleasure device for men three dollars and 65 cents it's the baldo this is the boss is this a pocket pussy? Uh, it is neither of those things. You want to take one more swing? Mm, I'm I'm picturing like a plastic. Uh, what's those things? Like you drop. Scientists use them. They like drop liquid in them, like a test tube. A test tube. Okay. <laughs> You're drunk. Well, uh, if you guys uh, want to go to best wishes finale email, you will see something interesting. Easter eggs. Not Easter eggs, my friend. <laughs> what am I looking at right now? Do you put those up your butt? You put those up your butt and turn them on and they vibrate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <it's> okay. Says- <laughs> Easter hasn't actually come yet in our time, so I know what I'm sending you for Easter present. <laughs> Why do they give them six? Why do you I need a six what? pack of eggs? How many <laughs> eggs are you going to put in your ass before it explodes? <laughs> I think my maximum is two, guys. This is like a watch party. (laughs) You got the friends over to watch Game of Thrones? You all throw an egg up your ass? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. Um, so it says, easy on a cap egg, six color package. And it says, Tenga, but like it's all the text is all smushed for some reason. <laughs> and they're new exclamation point. So they just have different designs on them, but the whole thing is it's an egg that you shove up your ass and you turn it on, it vibrates around. Uh, there's a comedian named Jim Jeffries. He has a bit about how he got one of those stuck up his ass for three days. <laughs> it says new on it because you wouldn't want to confuse it with the used Tenga eggs that people have already been through. <laughs> That they also sell on. <laughs> what if your kid gets a hold of that and <laughs> puts it in their like kitchen playset? <laughs> oh God! Every Easter you got to be on high alert. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for playing best wishes with me. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I'm glad. I'm glad that was both our first times. I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I try and like dole it out little by little though. Like if I do it every episode, it gets old. So, <laughs> um, alrighty fellas, you want to plug your shows for the audience before we roll out? My dude, Josh, take it away. Tell them about your dope ass show. Uh, we are the four nerds, by nerds podcast, new episodes every Monday and Friday. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, FMBN podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four in the letter U. Chris, take it away, buddy. We are, I'm Chris. I'm one of three hosts at the Geek Peak podcast. That's peak like a mountain, which is funny because I live in Florida. And uh, we are available on all podcasting platforms. Our website is geekpeakpod.com. And if you want all our links in one place, it's linktr.ee slash geekpeak. Come check us out. Miles, always appreciate being on yo, yo show. Love doing this. This is so much fun. Thank you for coming on and being my consistent guests for October. I'm sure you'll both be on at least one episode that's like an official episode before October comes. But man, this is so much fun. <laughs> Alrighty, audience. Um, until, I don't know, tomorrow, next day. I don't know. Toodles. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying the October episodes where we talk about the Masters of Horror. I just want you to know if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. On Twitter, I'm at the discdump. On Instagram, discdumppodcast. Facebook, the discdump podcast page. Or you can join the discdump podcast fans group and start the discussion. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Have a googly Halloween. <laughs>